Welcome to the Raising the Ready podcast for parents. Here we encourage and support parents doing the best they know how to raise their kids to become confident, capable, and kind in an ever-changing and often unpredictable world. I'm Jonathan Kathman. I'm a family man, career sociologist, and best-selling author who believes our children's greatness tomorrow begins with good guidance today. Moving up to middle school. If you have a child in your family who's making the big move out of the comforts of elementary and into the wilds of middle school, well, this episode is for you. Just ask about anyone what their toughest school years were, and without hesitation, most will say middle school. Too big to be little and too little to be big, kids in middle school today seem to be either riding waves of surging hormones or sitting front row on the emotional roller coaster that, yep, we parents are required to ride with them our newly appointed teenager. It takes a special kind of educator to survive more than a single day of gathering the entire community's population of early pubescent tweens under one roof. With skills required to herd cats while strictly following the district's learning standards, middle school teachers really are the MVPs of our education system. That's why I've invited three all-pro teachers from one of the best middle schools I've ever worked with to share what they know every parent should know about your kid moving up to middle school. Amanda Wheeler, Stephanie Ford, and Nikki Kincaid have been in the classroom for 12, 22, and 28 years. Their own children range in age between 5 and 28, and I am very pleased to say they helped educate our kids through their years at Bailey Middle School. They absolutely love working with 6th, 7th, and 8th graders and believe that when done right, these years can be some of the most valuable in the development of your child's social, emotional, relational, and educational health. That's why they agreed to sit with me and talk about what students and their parents really need to know about making it in the middle school years. Everything from puberty to popular footwear, your kid's personal hygiene to managing their cell phone usage, making friends tween talk, paying attention in class, cheating on assignments, sick days, problem-solving skills, and for sure, the biggest concern of kids and parents everywhere, bullying. So welcome to a very real, very educational conversation about raising confident, capable, and kind kids who are moving up to middle school. Kids in elementary school, they're kids. They are all wrapped up in the family life. Everything revolves around what their parents are doing, what their siblings are doing, and the middle schools when puberty hits and they start pulling away from their parents and start migrating towards friends. So I think the biggest worry is just keeping an eye on who they're hanging out with. But did you hear yourself say the word puberty? And that just freaked every parent out enough right there. And it's, it's not as bad. Just make sure they wear deodorant. Like, please. Yeah. Sixth grade not too early to start. It's yeah. really not. Just the whole personal hygiene. That is kind of a big deal in middle school. I think that mm-hmm. they don't really know how to take care of their whole body. Um, and that can cause kids to pick on them and say things. So just make sure that they're bathing and bathing, brushing yep. their teeth, putting some deodorant on. But the whole puberty thing, I don't think, is something it happens slow enough half these kids coming into to middle school are already in puberty some of these girls are starting in fourth grade fourth. and boys mm-hmm. are needing to you know shave their little peach fuzz before they show mm-hmm. up here on campus first day of sixth grade but you're right if they're not in the shower or bathing on a regular basis mm-hmm. that they smell and Wash kids are mean too. wash your clothes mm-hmm. yes please mm-hmm. and that even that would be a good um activity for your child to actually do themselves to learn about, hey, I'm becoming more independent, so I'm going to put my clothes in the washing machine and wash them and dry them. Maybe they might still need help folding, but that's just some, you know, something that they can accomplish 
to get ready for middle schools too of because you're going to be having more independence and you're not necessarily kind of need mom and dad all the time right so even little steps like that will help um with how they adjust to middle school of doing things on their own because they are totally capable of doing things mm-hmm. on their own. Because um, I just look at it like I, with science, like we keep track of it, like a science finder and we keep it organized and everything. They can do that, you know, but if your mom or dad is always in there readjusting their backpack, like they're never going to learn mm-hmm. that organization for themselves. And, you know, to piggyback off of you, I agree. I think be ready to have some great conversations and pull back the doing for them a little bit. Um, you know, be open to um, talk about how to keep organized, how to bathe and take care of yourself, how to handle friends and um, conflicts you may have, um, but not doing it for them. Teach your child to advocate for themselves. Teach your child to handle situations for yourself and intervene when necessary, but not all the time. I want to take a pause just for a second. And parents that are listening, those are three teachers and not one of them in their initial comments said anything about academics. They talked about bathing, (laughs) being personally organized, and parents butting out of your kid's business all the time and doing for your children what your kids should and could do for themselves. Because all of that will fall in line with the academics. I mean, if they have the responsibility of doing their own laundry and you know taking care of themselves, then they will all that will translate into academics. They'll mm-hmm. maybe even do their homework. I mean, it's it's middle school though, parents out there. It is. It's not the end of the world. I mean, let them fail. Mm-hmm. Let them fail. Middle school. There is no consequence to a failing grade other than they've failed a grade and they whatever consequence at home you're giving them um clarifying we're not talking about a whole grade i was saying like we're talking about like a test i mean eighth grade was the best two years of my life (laughs) yeah i mean so is my freshman year in college um years don't let them fail a whole grade let them fail a test let them even a class i mean if if they're just not doing it i mean that's at some point it has to become their responsibility and it's better for them to learn failure Mm -hmm. when the consequences are lower than when they get to high school and seat time matters and you know it's kind of a bigger deal in high school to fail a class because you're going to have to definitely take it again Mm -hmm. let let them feel it they're going to learn more from that experience they're going to learn okay what didn't i do what do i need to do um it hurts as a parent to let that happen hard it's very hard not to intervene Mm -hmm. but it's it's a necessary part of growing up what's it feel like as a teacher when the parent intervenes too much (laughs) oh i wish this was on video you should see their faces (laughs) right now it's sad i think it's sad i feel bad for the kid i typically Mm -hmm. respond back with um you know have your child come speak to me you know, I, I like for your child to advocate for themselves, so if there's something that is concerning them, please ask them to come see me, and we can discuss it. Amanda sitting here real yeah, quiet. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think of everything, because... I tell my students I make mistakes. Sometimes uh, maybe I missed something, um, or I put the wrong grade in. I will make mistakes. I'm not perfect. Just like they make mistakes, I'll make mistakes. And if you see something, 
come see me. Come tell me. Come ask me. Don't be afraid. I am your teacher, but there's nothing to fear with asking a question. And then we can have a conversation. But to just immediately get a irate parent, you know, about a grade, and but now it's like you're take, making a mountain out of a molehill yeah. when your child could have just simply said, hey, you know, I thought I did better on that. This is a good time for them to practice that because if you're moving into middle school and you haven't had that kind of interaction with a more mature interaction with teacher, this is the time to start practicing that mm-hmm. because from here it just gets more levels of responsibility, higher levels of responsibility. So yeah, if they if you don't like your grade or you think there's something wrong, talk to the teacher. Absolutely. Parents, when your kids come home and they say, my teacher hates me. Again, I wish this was on video because <laughs> you should see their faces. Is that true? Um, do you all hate your students? Not at all. Nope. <laughs> no. Not at all. Mm-hmm. There's definitely times that we can get frustrated, mm-hmm. right? But every but day is a new day. Every day is a new day. It's a clean slate. Even a minute after, you know, someone does something yes. wrong, it's a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Like, here That's we go again. The best thing about middle school teachers yeah. is every day is a new day. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And I tell them, if they get it, you can be mad at me for a day, a week, a month. Like, I'm over. Like, I... Mm-hmm. You're my student. I'm not upset with you anymore. Make changes. And usually they're like, oh, okay, well, I don't mm-hmm. have to be mad at you anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not mad at me, so we can, we can move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they grow. As parents, I think it's important that when our kids come home from middle school and they're frustrated about something, we are good listeners. And sometimes they got to practice talking it out. Mm-hmm. And, and they really haven't thought it all the way through. And now they're trying to, to turn it into a conversation and it's just coming out all wrong. And they might say stuff that they don't mean. And as parents, I think we just need to just slow our roll a little bit, be good listeners, let it settle, then come back and talk to them a little mm-hmm. bit more about it before we, before we act. Take a breath. Yeah, yeah we don't need to be right. fix it. Right? right. We don't have to fix everything. Right. right. I try to take when my kids are venting or something, I try to take the counselor role of, I, so how did that make you feel? <laughs> What are your next steps? The just questions to see right. where they're going. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard. I am very opinionated and think I know the right way to do things. And it's hard not to tell them, well, you should. But mm-hmm. I mean, that you want your kids to grow up to be individuals. You want them to look at you and all the other adults and people in their lives and take the best parts and be that. So, And yeah. be able to process for themselves. Mm-hmm. Figure right. out when they're in a situation how to handle that situation. If it's always handled for them, they don't learn those steps. Yeah, there's yeah. no resilience. None. Yeah, they're not building that resilience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, resilience requires um, resistance. And so that resistance is, is a process where then what we do with it after the resistance is the representation of our resilience. So resilience is how do you pick yourself up? And some people say, how do you bounce back? I'd like to see resilient people bounce forward. And if everything's easy, then your kids are not building resilience. They're just, right. they're just in, they're along for the ride. You know, yeah. they're floating by. So. Yeah. And yeah, then like when to joke c- about kids, you know, I mean, we, we'll have, sorry if you're one of these parents, but after a parent conference or something, we'll, I just think, I hope you have a basement at home because that kid is never leaving home. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. never. Yeah. Yeah, too much due from the parents. Yeah. And I teach parents, eighth grade. Bulldozer so. parents, helicopter parents. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about these drone parents? Oh, I haven't heard about a drone yet. There are four parenting styles. Indifferent, which is low expectations, low response. Then we have indulgent, which is low expectations over responding to our kids. 
Then on the upper levels, we have authoritarian, which means you're going to do it my way because I said so. I am high expectations, low response. But then high expectations, high response to our kids is authoritative. That means I have high expectations of you kids, and here's why in our home I believe you can do it. Now, if you take a look at the indulgent parent, which we call helicopter parents, or snowplow parents, mm -hmm. or lawnmower parents, or bulldozer parents, they basically clear the way for their kids because they don't want their kids to have any trouble. A drone parent, though, strikes from a distance. There, no one sees them coming, and they're taking out whoever's getting in their kid's way. So it's the parent who calls the school and wants to talk to the principal because Miss mm -hmm. Stephanie gave their kid a bad grade in class, and the principal needs to go fix that problem. Miss Stephanie is the problem. The parent launches a drone strike from home, from their computer, from email, from something they post on social media. Now, I know I've got some parents right now who are like, I'm not listening to this anymore. No, parents, if you're saying that, you're probably a drone parent. Stop it. It hurts your kids. It and does. it hurts these it professionals because they're doing the best they know how. And it's our role as parents to raise our kids. It's their role to complement what we're doing to raise our kids. Not only that, it hurts peer relationships, mm -hmm. other relations. They don't know how to develop and interact mm -hmm. without somebody clearing that path. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I don't know how to do this without you is really what's happening in your kids if you're that helicopter, drone, bulldozer, lawnmower yes. parent. And then the first experience they have where their path is not cleared is where they have those meltdowns. Mm -hmm. Yep. The anxiety. The, yep. And now we're in a whole another area of mental health. Right. Th that's exactly the problem I think is the do from all the parents but as a parent I want my kids to have a better life than my own and I don't want them to struggle and it is hard being a kid these days and those other kids are mean and so I'm just trying to be helpful we hear parents say mm -hmm. right, I like Nikki how you said you got to let them fail and parents we're not saying that they fail to it's not to the point of failure right. but it's where they don't get something right the first time they got to circle back around and give it another go so we got to stop paving the way for them all the time. And it doesn't really matter like how that failure comes, whether it's they actually didn't know the content on a test or they didn't know how to respond to a peer. And it doesn't matter or what. Or they forgot their like. lunch mm. and you don't have bring to it. School right, you have to go see the score lunch. Like seriously, don't bring their lunch to school. That is so serious. If they forget something, like let them ride that, let them mm -hmm. have that consequence. That's a huge one. The amount of parents who will leave work, stop doing whatever they're doing to bring them lunch. We serve lunch. They can buy lunch. They can get a lunch here they on can. campus. Yeah. It's they not can. like they're going to be yeah. hangry the rest of the right. day because they didn't right. eat. Right. Gotcha. Or you forgot a pencil because, you know, that's a big thing of like you're not prepared for class. Right. And it's okay. Because we do these little signatures for our behavior um, and like forgetting a pencil. If you're not prepared for class, you might get a signature. And so – you forget it once, you're not going to forget it again, right? Because you got your signature, now you're done, right? Mm -hmm. um, but going back to the failure thing is that um, you still want to make sure, like, you're checking up on their grades, you know? So mm -hmm. we have PowerSchool as our platform, and so parents have access, students have access to the, to the grades. So you see your child fail a test or an assignment or something, you're aware of it, but you don't need to necessarily act upon it, right? Um, see what they do about it first. See what they do yeah. about it first. Do, do they care? Do they not care? Because um, we do these things here is that we have like these working lunches that they can come back and do a retest. They do corrections and do a retest. 
so many kids in sixth grade especially don't do that oh no there's no especially it's still happening you know and so um so i guess this is where your academic talk comes in of well they're gonna pick friends over academics you know, and so they're I gonna want to like, go hang out with their friends mm-hmm. rather than come redo then a retake of a test. And do right. a retake of a test, and there's your failure of going. I didn't make the right choice. I was not proactive in my education. But if you have a parent that's gonna fix it for you, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so what if a parent enters in an accountability with their child? So if you're on the portal for the school and you're checking once a week with your kids, and you say, "Hey, I, I see you were tardy twice, and you have missing assignments." Now, you don't parent fix that at the school. It's really, your, isn't the parent's responsibility to fix it at the home? Mm-hmm. See, now how do we at home, what are our standards here at home? Again, that's high expectations. And here's what I can help you do to succeed. I won't do it for you, but maybe you're not going out on Friday night to hang mm-hmm. out with your friends. You chose not to do three assignments. Yeah. So maybe you're choosing to stay home and do make up those assignments. That's not really happening. I can't. I, I oh, it's not really, happening. I know it's idealistic, yeah. but yeah. it's really scary too. The the things that kids can do at school um, and then go home and not have any consequence. I understand, you know, the double jeopardy with consequences if you're being punished at school. But at the same time, again, do you have a basement? Because that's where your kid's going to be if you excuse poor behaviors or they're going to be somewhere worse. If you excuse poor behavior and just allow them to kind of run, you know, and it's not even that free range kids when, like, at least I was growing up. It's a different free range Mm -hmm. now. They, they're the ones in charge, it seems, a lot of times at home. Um, There's not, it's not equal. It's not a balance. I understand, you know, respecting everyone in your household, but. You're, you're the parent in the house. You're the adult. You don't have to be, what, did you, what is it, authoritative? Is that the right one? Authoritarian. Authoritarian. You don't have to respond like that. But also, let's back off. Um, it's not time to be friends with your kids. They shouldn't run the house. Mm-hmm. It should be a we thing at our home, not a right. you versus me thing. And a role Help model. Help us do too. the laundry. Oh, please, parents. Because I, I look at the, and I, I told my kids just the other day, um, about being on your phones, right? And I'm like, you know, we get all onto the kids about being on their phones, but what is that adult doing on their phone mm-hmm. as well? Mm-hmm. So while driving, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Oh, okay. So it's like, so you got to look at what you're doing too to see what is my child seeing what I'm doing. You know, if I have a problem at work, how am I getting through it? It's not easy being a parent, but it does take some effort does take paying attention. It does take being aware. Um, there are, I don't think any kid has the same story. They all have different stories. They all live in different neighborhoods, houses. They have different families. They have uh, socioeconomic. They have uh, a single family, uh, you know, p- two parents at work, whatever it takes for that family to survive. And, and I think parenting is exhausting, but you're not parenting if you're not aware and not active and present in your child's life. Mm. Can I quote our principal and what he tells us? Please do. That there are people who are parents and there are people that have kids. 
you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. that's exactly what we are seeing yes. here. It's like people who parent and people, those who have kids. Right. And if the kid whines loud enough, they don't want to deal with it. So it's just, uh, just, just whatever. Mm. Yeah, mm. Just whatever. Because that's easy. That's it's easier. so easy to just give in to what mm. our kids want. I mean, I've done it. I'm sure we're all guilty of just sure. fine. But middle school's <laughs> different because, like, in elementary school, we were still a whole lot bigger and smarter than them. And all of a sudden, in middle school, it's like some switch flips. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they're, like, mini adults mm-hmm. in our home. And, and, and yet, they're unpredictable one day to the right. next. Okay, so parents, we're not, we're, we're done ragging on you. We're not, no, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Some of you, most of you are doing a great job. <laughs> we, we believe in you. We only say that because we believe in you. Uh, let's get to your kids showing up on campus here this next year. You have a incoming, moving up to middle school student in your home. What are some of the essentials? What do these kids absolutely need to come to this campus and succeed? That $150 backpack? No. <laughs> just a positive attitude. Yeah, that's exactly right? what I was going to say. Just a positive attitude. So many negative connotations to middle school. Yeah. Kids, I think they really dread it. Um, parents dread it. Sixth graders, I know, are excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big excited. change. Big change going from that single classroom to now, you know, you're changing classes. You've you don't have to walk in the line freedom. necessarily. Right. <laughs> a little more independence. Uh, don't have to have bathroom ground. buddies. And <laughs> Right. Well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's yeah, trying to gain a little independence, but you know, still keeping them safe. Definitely don't need around. the backpack. Definitely what? Don't need that two hundred dollar backpack. Don't need a two hundred dollar backpack. Mean, I've seen the lost and found. There's some two hundred dollar backpacks oh, that I lost and found. They just throw them, and they yeah, they don't. They they're yeah, not your, at the age your, to take. Yeah, care your of kids. It. They think. I mean, maybe. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and advocate for the kids. Maybe buy them the shoes. Get them the shoes. Because <laughs> there, there is something to say about what style or, like, what's, what's in. And, you know, of course, you teach your kids that you don't, have, you don't have to be wear those shoes to be cool or whatever. But it is middle school. So, I mean. I remember that. Yeah. It's kind I had of, it parachute pants. Kind of and they were cool. And it made me cool to have parachute right. pants. So, yeah. Maybe get yourself, your kids the shoes. What I think is hilarious when I go by the Lost and Found and I see a shoe in the Lost and Found. How does that happen? Who made it home with wearing one shoe? I mean, how did you not notice? It's, mm-hmm. you know, left foot feels different. I don't get that. Right. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Middle school. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So don't have to have expensive backpacks, no. but the style is important to middle schoolers. Yes. Peers. We peers are peers, important. Yeah. Let's talk about their friends. Yeah. I mean, you're known by the friends you keep, and in middle school, you have often have multiple elementary schools coming into yep. one campus in middle school, so they're going to meet new people. Yep. And and what is, like, the best advice from on-the-ground experience you see that kids navigate this well, and then what is the caution for parents if there are ways that they can help kids kind of not fall into the wrong crowd? Let's start with the great ways to find new friends that are good. So, you know, my, my advice is just you don't have to have a friend on the first day of school second day of school just take a minute and kind of learn your environment watch kids see how they act and you can kind of match your morals and beliefs mm-hmm. up with that's a good one what yeah. they what they're seeing yeah does everybody have to be friends no 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 that's what i tell the fifth graders when i go work with them i say look not everybody's going to be your friend nope don't be offended nope. just just look for a different friend right and you know, they don't, I mean, middle school, they are, they are kind of mean. Middle school kids mm-hmm. are mean. They can mean. be mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. 
I don't know really what to what to tell parents about that because their kids are going to come I guess home. this is a, more of like that coming back to like the helicopter parent about like if your child does have a phone you need to be checking that phone because we have like a sixth grade group chat and it's ridiculous of the drama that they extra bring in and things and it's like come just manage the phone know that what social media is there on and post and things because that's when the kids are getting in trouble Mm -hmm. is what Mm -hmm. they're saying behind that phone not what they say necessarily face to face Mm -hmm. so it actually happens probably more off campus than it does on campus but a little but a little note for parents if it happens off campus but the residue, if you will, <laughs> comes back to school and it's causing drama at school. It doesn't matter it happened off campus. It is still like a school's right to discipline your child for, for that behavior because it's causing right. havoc in the school. And in a way, it's a form of bullying. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it, is. it gets really bad. Yeah. Parents, let me remind you, that phone that you've given your middle schooler, you own that phone. You own the contract. It is not their phone. It is your phone. Your kids should never say, my parents took away my phone. You will never take away their phone. You are repossessing your own phone. (laughs) If they have an app, then I believe that you should have access to that. If they have Mm -hmm. chat, then you Mm -hmm. should have access to it. It doesn't mean you're snooping, and I don't want you in their business all the time. There's a point where they have to grow to a level of independence. But that comes with maturity. And when they demonstrate that they are mature enough to have that level of independence, then you are releasing them. Yep. You know, give them the instruction and then let them go. And come alongside them, give them guidance, and then let them go. And when there's high levels of trust, they'll return to you for counsel, of which then you can give them, but then you have to let it go. But all of that is based on maturity. And having a cell phone or digital device gives them access to the whole mm-hmm. world and every kid on campus in one way, shape, form, or another, and they need to be mature enough to manage that. It's not a toy, it is a tool. Sure, they can have fun with it. It is part of their culture day. It's like the sneakers. You know, I really want the sneakers. Right. Yeah, I want the phone too. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. But it's just not free range on that phone. Mm-hmm. That, that'll hurt. That mm-hmm. can really hurt. So. It can. And especially with the access to every, I mean, the things that kids know, I mean, they'll say something. I mean, you guys do it too, right? Like you'll, the kids will say something. You'll go to the computer and you're like, oh man, yeah. you should not be saying that. <laughs> right. Do you know what that means? Because and then I'm waiting for my principal to come in and ask me why I'm Googling that certain thing. Right. <laughs> it's not appropriate for school. Um, the new terminology, mm-hmm. like, we constantly have to keep up with, like, words that are just new slang. Mm-hmm. Um, new abbreviations, incredible. new slang, new emojis, yeah. new meanings to old emojis, new meaning to I old know. slang. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot to yes. keep up on. Parents, you need to tune into this. Sure. Doesn't mean you have to be an expert, but just be tuned in that if your kids are engaged, what they're engaged in, how they're talking, what they're talking about, they are probably on their phone doing things that you don't want them on their phone doing. This is part of the age. We used to just, when we were growing up, now I'm going to sound like an old man, right? Mm-hmm. When we were growing up and we waited for the streetlights to come on so we would come it's home. True, it's true, right? It's true. But our, our version of experimenting was going further than the fence line we were told to go mm-hmm. to. Maybe a little spin the bottle. Maybe a little spin the <laughs> bottle, right? Yeah. Okay, so, but today they can Google search or... Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Just so parents, just please be aware of where your kids are and what they're doing. They are so much more knowledgeable and advanced in their 
Are they, they knowledgeable or are well, they exposed? exposed? Exposed. Totally exposed, not not Exposed to so much more. Yeah, I mean, my son learned so what a booty call was accidentally because my dad had butt-dialed him, so he remembered this term later Wait. and looked up booty call and then was like, I don't think that's what granddad did. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a sixth grader tell me that she had chlamydia in the middle of class. So, so we had to have a conversation. Hmm. Yeah. Is, is, is this because she had searched this on her phone and made a self-diagnosis? I think she overheard it. And okay. maybe, I don't know, thought it would be funny. Not understanding. Right. Mm. So yes, exposed. They are exposed. They they're do not exposed understand. Exposed to a whole lot more, and they're ex they, and they're experimenting. I don't mean by they're doing bad things. They're trying to figure out where the boundaries are, and what is accessible, mm -hmm. appropriate, and what's accessible but exciting, and what's accessible but not. And I know you're aware of this, mom and dad. If you're not aware of this, you need to get on my website, find my phone number, and call me because we <laughs> need to chat. If you are aware of this but you're not doing anything about it. That's a different story. Hope you have right. a basement. Right. Well, we're going to keep, I think that's what we're going to call this episode. I hope you have a basement. <laughs> Let's talk about something fun, though. Okay, some okay. of the best parts of middle school include. Oh, my gosh. They're so funny. I mean, because they are still kids. They're not quite adults in any shape, but they, they're funny. I think that's. I love how funny they are. And they're still so, they they're still, yeah, they are. Yeah, they still like their teachers for the most part. <laughs> they don't like to show it sometimes. Yeah, they definitely like not. You, yeah, they, like you can tell. You can tell with a, <laughs> bah, you know. <laughs> oh, what a good day with you. <laughs> I think every parent should come to the school and not visit their child, but they need to do it during passing period. They just need to stand on a random corner and watch the herd of children move through the hallways. Mm -hmm. It's pure comedy. And slightly mm -hmm. scary, but it's hilarious. And then within a few minutes, they're in their classrooms, and you're shell-shocked, and you realize, my kid's okay. Right. My kid's okay. Yeah. My kid's yeah. okay. <laughs> you do worry for a minute. They're about to start a mosh pit, like, especially on the way out of school. Oh, yeah, you think for sure that's going to happen, or you're going to see a kid pass overhead <laughs> or something. But, yeah, they make it. They're hilarious. They are fun, aren't they? They are fun. They've got great senses of humor, too. I was going to say sarcasm is taking place, and, mm -hmm. it's, and it's fun yeah. to be Starts a little bit they, in sixth grade yeah. and then kind of grows. Kind of yeah. push them with them and then they give it back <laughs> to you a little bit. And, you know, it's fun. Okay, so I'm going to run a test here. I am holding in my hands oh, two goodness. books, The Manual to Middle School and The Girl's Guide to Conquering Middle School. I'm just going to flip to one of the topics in the book, and I'm going to ask you how important is this in middle school. Okay. All right, here we go. So here's the topic, dating. Not important. Not important. They think it's important. They think it's important, but right. it's not important. Because, I mean, I, I, I think every middle school, like, even me growing up, like, mm -hmm. I have a crush on this guy. Like, mm -hmm. oh, that could be. And, and it's like, are we talking deal. the long run or are we talking, like, what kids feel? Because the eighth graders' dating is extremely important. Well, these books were written after interviewing over 300 educators and students about what they thought was important in middle school. Like, what is the stuff that comes up in middle school, right? Well, mm -hmm. I've just opened a dating school shock a lot of parents the first thing you say is dating right, yeah your kids right. come in they're like oh they're cute they're mm -hmm. cute they're yeah. cute they're cute for sure and there are like real dates happening kind oh, of oh yeah real dates mm -hmm. yeah. I, well i don't i tell the kids like it's not a date unless your parent if your parents have to drop you off so. well that's true that's true but they are dropping them off you know meeting me me up at the I mall mean, yeah. hanging out and get the movie yeah, so all right cheating that one. is that a real thing in middle school yes yeah, that is, yeah. they all try to cheat yep bigger and bigger yeah it doesn't matter it does yeah, not doesn't matter, matter. 
actually, actually, you know what? Those that's the whole let them fail thing. Let them fail early because the kids who typically make the best grades and have the hardest classes, they're the ones cheating the most. Ooh. All right, random page selection. Sick days. I hear there are more kids calling in sick than we had in a long time in many schools. So parents, just be aware, is this a real illness or mm-hmm. is this something else? Right. Because mm-hmm. we want you to keep your kids home if they have a fever or they're throwing up. Right. Yeah. But if they just, my tummy hurts or I have a little headache, Pepto, Tylenol, let's go. And right. sometimes it's anxiety because yeah. they didn't do the homework or there's mm-hmm. a test. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. hmm. so. Okay. How about this one? Right. Brushing your teeth. Please do yeah, that. Please. That's, that's extremely important. Yeah, hygiene. Yeah. It's important for us. But I have heard from an eighth grader that's why she chews gum. Oh, okay. okay. Because she forgot to brush her teeth. She was chewing gum. Right. Okay. She took the detention for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Problem solving. Mm-hmm. This is this a good yep. time to start practicing problem solving skills? For oh, absolutely. Sure. Really um, good time. Not, not everything's going to be fed to you on a silver platter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's working your problems out, figuring it out. This comes back to the looping of the failure, right? Mm-hmm. How are you going to get yourself? And parents allowing them yep. to figure it out. Yep. All right. How about middle school? I hear a lot of this swearing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't like it, but... Right. I mean, if your parents are doing that, it's coming back to right. the role model, right? If they're here mm-hmm. in the household. I'm in trouble. Well, some parents are like, no, <laughs> yeah, we don't like, talk like that in our yeah, house. But yeah. they're here. They're like, I'm going to try this out, see how this goes. Because mm-hmm. you know, my yeah. friends are talking like yeah. this, and this is how we talk. Mom, it's yeah. just how kids talk today. Yeah. 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 All right. Lying. Oh, the, oh, yes, 100%. Yeah. All the time. They all do. <laughs> they all do. To you, like, too. To you, too, parents. Oh, yeah. They do to you. No, yeah. <laughs> they lie to everyone. Over stupid things. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, so what can we do about that one? They uh, know your looks. Yeah. They know yeah. you know. So, so parents, they know you're we lying. know when they're lying. That's the funny part. They may think that they're getting away with it, mm-hmm. but we know. Mm-hmm. And if you know, then let them know. All right. Body odor. I think we covered this oh, one, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm glad we're circling back. Please <laughs> make sure. They okay. Parents, um, body sprays and perfumes oh. and colognes are not meant to cover up stank. <laughs> it's supposed to, and, and teach them how to wear appropriately. But yeah, please get those kids, uh, make sure they're showering. Bathe, bathing. yep, shower, yeah, bathe. Bathing. Hair, wash their hair. Yeah, clean clothes. Comb their hair. Mm, combed hair. I don't know, it's kind or, of a messy one. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Erica's stylist said that she has these girls come in the salon and they're about middle school, early high school, and they haven't figured out how to wash their hair yet. Yeah. And they've got beautiful long hair, they yeah. just aren't taking care of it. Yeah. So, you know, parents, help them out. Okay, let's end on this one. Uh, bullies. Yeah. Now, what can parents do if their kid is, is really, truly being bullied? What's a proactive approach? And if it's happening at school particularly, what's something a parent can do to help their kid and the school uh, through this process? They need to tell somebody. Because a lot of times the child will go home and tell the parent without yeah. telling anybody at school yeah. where it could have been handled immediately if they had just told us. While it's happening here on campus. While it's happening, after it happened, um, tell a friend to go tell somebody. But we need to know. We can't mm. watch and handle situations when we're not told. And by the time you get home, now, of course, as a parent, you're going to be, you feel devastated for your child. 
But if we could handle that like immediately, it's it's just a better situation. I, you know, I I and I think we need to be careful with that word. With the word bully. bully. Sure. Yeah, I mean, somebody, somebody doesn't just, like me is not a bully. Right. They right. just don't like you. Yeah, You're not I mean, friends. bullying's consistent. It's it's something that like actually makes your stomach hurt and not want to go to school, I think. Right. Just one one thing, one incident isn't necessarily bullying. So I think we need to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, you know, I mean, your kids might actually be putting themselves in a that's situation true. that is not good for them. So mm-hmm. I think that or that's... instigating. Yeah, that's right. comments. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times where kids have an opinion and... Other children are having a conversation, and they like to interject where it's not their business. And so that, a lot of times, will create conflict. Mm-hmm. And then we say, because there's conflict, now you're bullying me. Correct. Yep. And they're just sort of yep. using the word. So, yep. so yep. technically speaking, bullying is repeated, unwanted, mm-hmm. aggressive behavior that involves a very real or believed power imbalance. Mm-hmm. This so. happens more, I think, as you were saying, the, the whole phone thing. I, I, I think it happens yeah. less face-to-face. Like, those are just, the things that happen at school in face-to-face, I think, are just isolated incidents mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's the phone warriors right. that yeah. get really ugly. A disagreement is not bullying. A disagreement is a disagreement. Yep. Help your kids Correct. navigate disagreements. That's part right. of growing up. We're yep. not always going to agree. Mm-hmm. You know, we have different opinions, yeah. and that's okay. And we have to respect each other's opinions. But Don't if they are truly being bullied, they need to talk to somebody. Oh, yeah, sure. immediately. And yeah. at school, as Stephanie said, that, yeah. that the amount of times that we hear about things that are happening after the fact where kids are getting pulled out of our class to go to another class because of bullying. And we, and we had no idea. I had no idea. Didn't see. It's not because we're oblivious. Yeah. We're not paying attention. It's They could have been yeah. on their computer. Yeah, it's happening it in, the bathroom, in the bathroom. Or PA. Yeah. 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 yeah, common areas. Yeah. All right, final words for parents. What's your wisest advice for the family who's got a kid moving up to middle school communicate just communicate that's mm-hmm. my biggest Be piece present. of advice yep mm-hmm. communicate with with a kid child. just every day like whatever whatever thing you have ours at at home was always best part worst part funniest part of your day and you know sometimes that was quick and over and sometimes it opened up you know some issues or things that we need to talk about so Whatever you need to do as a family, just have that quick conversation every day with your kids. And Check be, in. And be able to talk about anything. Anything your child feels they need to talk about. Without judgment. Without judgment. 100%. That's hard. That is. Yep. Confidence. You know, yeah. Self-esteem. Just, because I, I look at it like the first day of school, like parents walking their child down the sixth grade hallway, and it's like, oh, you're doomed. No. Right. Yes, no. Do you have you're a talking basement. about bullying. <laughs> There's one to right open up, right? Like allow them to be independent. Allow them to be age appropriately independent. Yes. Excellent. (laughs) My boys love coming to school here. A lot of kids don't like middle school. My boys enjoyed it. They enjoyed this campus, and I think you're a big part of the reason why. So thank you for the commitment you make to our community, to our kids, and I know you're in it for the money. Yeah, <laughs> I know you're in it because you care about people, particularly the ones that are kind of hard to care about at that stage of life, you know, in middle school. So, parents, hang on. This too shall pass. These are going to be some great years. There are going to be some real struggles in this year. These teachers are your advocates. I encourage every parent to get to know their kids' teachers. You don't have to do like super nice things and buy them coffee every time you see them at Starbucks, although that doesn't hurt. But just get to know them. They're real people and they're good people. So, 
Yeah, just tissues, classroom tissues. Yes. Doesn't have to be Starbucks. No, just tissues. Hand sanitizer, you know. Hand sanitizers and tissues. Because middle schoolers are dirty. Right. Maybe some deodorant for them. Yeah. Communal deodorant. Cut all that out. It's fine. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. This has been wonderful. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. A special thanks to all teachers across the grade levels. By following the call into education, you have given of yourself far more than most of us will ever know. The students you have poured so much of yourself into over the years are truly blessed to have had you as their teacher. On behalf of parents everywhere, thank you for educating and loving our children. Parents, if you're learning from and enjoying the Raising Them Ready podcast, be sure to pick up a copy of the Raising Them Ready book. It's available wherever you buy books, digital, print, or audio. There you'll also find our other best-selling life skills and personal development books for tweens, teens, young adults, parents, educators, and mentors. In consideration of this episode, might I suggest picking up a copy of the Manual to Middle School or the Girl's Guide to Conquering Middle School for your moving up to middle school student. To learn more about my speaking engagements, parents, and professional development workshops and consulting services, please message me through our social media pages or email me through our website. You can find, like, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Raising Them Ready Podcast or on our website at RaisingThemReady.com. Also, please follow and leave up to a five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions about topics or guests you'd like us to bring to the Raising Them Ready Podcast, I'd like to hear from you. Simply contact me through our social media pages or website. Again, on Facebook and Instagram at Raising Them Ready Podcast and online at RaisingThemReady.com. Thanks again for joining me and our amazing guest teachers in today's discussion about raising confident, capable, and kind kids who are moving up to middle school. Now go and enjoy the day. Knowing your child's greatness tomorrow begins with your guidance today.